This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who is vying for that BKFC middleweight championship on November the 3rd. And quite the main event attraction as David Mundell knuckles up and toes the line to defend his title against Doug Coltrane. And great having Doug back on the show. How are you doing, man? You having a solid day so far? Yes, sir, man. Started my day off right in two miles. You know, and, uh, you know, just the rest of the day hanging out with my sons and having a good time, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, definitely, you know, what's important for sure, man. So, you know, glad to hear you're in a good space heading into, you know, such a big fight and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that's really been one of my main focus. Um, not really, it's another fight to me. Not letting all that you know, BKFC middleweight title and all this. I'm not, I'm not letting that bother me. At the end of the day, it's just me and him for five rounds. And that's really all that matters. I can't really get lost in all the rest of the stuff and, you know, all the stuff that's surrounding it because I know that's what people expect. That, you know, they expect me to get lost into that. You know, obviously I'm, I'm you know, fairly new. You know, it's everything's been moving super fast for me. Uh, went from, you know, 1-0 and to 3-0 and to fighting for the title. So I'm sure everybody expects me to get lost in all that other stuff. And I'm not, man. And I'm, I'm just keeping my focus. And it's just me and Mundell for five rounds. That's all, I, that's all I'm worried about. That's all I'm focused on. Yeah, well, it's great you have, like, you know, such composure. I would think that would really benefit you in this fight, just kind of presenting your best self like where does that composure come from you think just like your overall combat experience and everything like that yeah well i mean for me this is everything man for me um this is, this is everything it's all on the line for me so like all it, it, it's like it's like time and, and everything you know it just it just came all together obviously i've i've been um fighting for a long time and i've had you know, I, I, and that's the thing, you know, like I've had a lot of years of experience, um, you know, training, uh, you know, uh, going different places, um, being uh, being in the same room as some high level guys for, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, you know, just with my life story and everything. I never, I, I could say my MMA career really didn't, it didn't get the, 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 the kickstart that I thought it would, or it didn't get the, it didn't get where I thought I would be at right now in, in MMA, but with the timing of the bare knuckle and everything, how it's coming together, I just feel like it's my time, man. And, you know, I can't, I can't really get, I can't let all that other stuff bother me. So, you know, it, it's been like, it's been tough. I mean, honestly, it's, you know, it's just a lot of, press, you know, pressure, you know, championship, this, that, and the third. But I've just been telling myself that the only thing matters it's five rounds, me and him, and, and I can't get lost in everything else. Yeah, I just love the mindset and how you, I guess, gave the whole 
timeline there and it kind of like informs this recent headline i saw well recent in as far as it was after your last fight like it was really talking about just how your dreams are coming true and everything like that but it's cool that you still have that like you know tempered kind of focus with the whole thing as much as you're still on this path and you know trajectory that's led you to a title shot and everything yeah man it's it's nuts man when i think about everything uh like you know Mundell's really got a guy man that's gonna lay it on the line for five rounds and standing in front of him i sure hope he's not taking me lightly man but if he is you know he's gonna pay the price for it and um you know, uh, like I said, man, like, like, yeah, like you said, you know, all the dreams, like, it, to me, I didn't, I never thought it was going to move this fast. So to me, you know, being where I'm at in my life and my age and my career, you know, I just feel like it's all coming to pass and, and I just got to lock in and, and, and give it everything I got, man. And to be honest, as long as I do that, man, my family, my sons, my lady, man, my mama, my family. My family's already proud of me, man. And, you know, as long as I go in there and, and let it all go, that's all that matters to me, man. I don't really care win or lose, whatever. If I give it everything I got, I know I'm finna show the world who the co-train is. Like, after this fight, everybody's gonna be like, okay, yeah, they, you know, he, he deserved he deserved it, you know, because I've heard a lot of people say I don't deserve it. You know, blah, 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 and, and uh, I think after the fight, you know, everybody's going to say, yeah, this yeah, this kid brought it. He, he definitely deserves it. He definitely can hang with the top guys in the world, and that's all I've ever wanted, man. I just wanted to be able to showcase that, and I get my opportunity on November 3rd, so. Yeah, and you said a couple things in there that I thought were kind of interesting and don't want to, I guess, misconstrue necessarily. Like, you talk about maybe the perception of being overlooked or underrated is that a perception you've more felt from i guess like the bkfc fans like david mundell specifically i guess curious to have you kind of expound upon that a bit more well i mean he i mean he's he's obviously made it clear in the last fight that he thought everybody else in the ranking it was it was downhill from after fighting mike right mike richmond or whatever so i mean yeah he obviously said that um you know, I had people come to me after they made the fight and they released the, they released the banner or they released the headline or whatever. You know, obviously, you know, I, have, I even took a look myself online. You know, I didn't really let it, but it was more motivation than anything. Well, I took a look, look at myself and, you know, just it was, a, it was set like a lot of people was upset. Like, who is this guy? Like, why is he getting the shot? This, that, and the third. And this is just another victim for Mundell and this, that, and the third. And. You know, my sons and them, you know, I really ain't huge on IG. I just started my IG like a year ago when I started this whole BKFC thing. I, everybody was telling me, like, man, you need to start it, man. You need to get it going. I'm, I'm old head, man. I'm I'm Facebook. So, like, like yeah. you know, most of everything I post is, is Facebook, you know. So, so like, yeah, so, so it was a whole bunch of stuff on IG. And obviously my son, you know, my son's 17. He's a senior in high school. All his friends, they follow me. They've been, uh following me through this journey and stuff and seeing where I'm at and you know they, they've all came to me and was like you know everybody thinks this dude gonna kill you this that and the third and I, you know I said that's cool you know at the end of the day 
everybody can think what they want to think, but it's me and him, and they, they can't fight for him. So it's me and him for five rounds. So he's got to bring all the energy. I honestly feel like all the pressure's on him. He's supposed to kill me. He's the champ. He's this, that, and the third. He's at home. All the pressure's on him, man. I'm coming and I'm letting loose for five rounds. So all the pressure's on one deal. Yeah, because I saw an article, I think it was from The Scrap, I believe, where you were talking about how you're going to whoop his ass in his own backyard. And I think I saw another post, it might have been Facebook, actually, now that you say that, where you were kind of saying, like, bro, you're not Rocky Marciano. Like, you got to chill out a bit. So it seems like there's, like, a bit of banter heading into the fight, for sure. Like, nothing, you know, crazy, obviously, but some fun stuff. Well, I think I think the call out that I called him out after the fight, I don't know if he was able to see it. And I was, it was freaking epic. Did you see it? Did you see it? I might I might have missed it. What was the what was the post you had there? Uh, you might have seen the post, yeah. But well, after I won the last fight, um, they interviewed me right right in the ring, and I oh, dropped yeah, down yeah. to my knees. I thank God, and then and then I called out one. I called out Mundell. I said, this "Dude, call himself the Redneck," and uh, you know, I said, "I'm from Smithfield, you know, North Carolina, Joko, you know, full of rednecks. I ain't never got along with him, so let's go." And um, I definitely think that touched him. I definitely think that. That helped me get the title shot. I think he was, once he seen he wasn't going to be able to fight Mike Perry, I think uh, I think my call out touched him. So I think that, you know, that that was, uh, you know, uh, more uh, whatever for him to say, yeah, to the fight with me. So, so you know, I mean, it's a little, it's a little thing, but at the end of the day, it ain't nothing personal as far as me and him. I don't know, I don't know Monday, I don't really care, you know what I mean? He seemed like a right, guy, whatever, uh, when I was around him for like five minutes at the last fight or whatever, after I told Junk about him in the ring, you know, I was around him, he did, he was like, man, I love it, you know, he was like, you know, <laughs> you know, it was all about the fight, selling the fight or whatever, so, I mean, we're, we're all right, but at the end of the day, I know we're going to get in there and we're going to try to kill each other for five rounds. I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely bringing it, that's for sure. And something that I thought was kind of cool, like, just, I mean, more of the supporting your son kind of component of it. Like, I saw an article talking about how your oldest son won't actually be able to attend the title fight here. But it looks like he's got some great stuff going on, too, just with, like, the football team and competing in the playoffs. So, it's cool that you're, you know, supporting him and doing that as he's kind of, you know, supporting you doing your thing, even though you both can't be in the respective locations to kind of see what each other is doing so yeah i love to see that for sure it sucks man to be real now, i know he wants to be there with me you know what i mean but i know that this is his last year and you know he's a senior and he's definitely uh you know probably uh you know the bit either you know what i mean there's probably another kid on the team but he him and another kid probably the best two guys on defense for sure like they're the best defensive guys they got and yeah they're coming into the playoffs so you know, I gave him the choice. I told him if he wanted to go with me, he could. I was like, but, you know, if he wanted to just stay behind and play in the game, that I'd be rooting for him. And, and, you know, when he got done with the game, to make sure he hurry up and got home so he could watch the fight. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it sucks. But at the end of the day, man, this is what we do. Um, you know, he's going to be there with me regardless, you know. Uh, when I leave here, his energy and you know, uh, both of them, you know, my little, my little guy, he wants to be there too. My little guy, he wants to be there, but, you know, I, with, with how things is going in life with, with me and his mom and everything, 
I just think it's best for him to just, you know, watch it from home too on the TV. So they're both going to be sending me their energy. And, um, you know, they uh, he watched the last one from home. The little one watched the last one from home. And um, they sent me all the, the videos and pictures of them when I was fighting and when I won, how they were going crazy, you know, my nephew. And, uh, and yeah, my, my oldest son was there. So, but, yeah, they'll both be sending me their energy, man. And, you know, at the end of the day, I love when they go with me. But when they go with me, I feel like it's it's, it's more uh, like I know that they're gonna be safe at home, and I can focus in on kicking Mundell ass, and that's all I gotta worry about. And and they'll watch me from home, and and, I, and my job is to come home straight to them, and you know, uh, hopefully a world champion. Yeah, I was gonna say, I imagine it'd be a cool moment to kind of you know bring the belt home and show it off to them if you get your ideal outcome here, of course. Right. Yeah. It, it, man, that would. That would be everything, you know, uh, if I was able to do that, you know, and that's obviously the, the goal, and that's definitely, I'm not going down there to just to be a part of the show, that's for sure, I'm going down there to own the show, and um, if I bring the belt home, you know, it's just gonna, just gonna show them everything that I've been telling them, you know, and, and even if I don't come home with it, they're gonna see that I give it all I got in there, and they're gonna see that. I'm gonna lay it all on the line in there, and, and, and to me, it ain't gonna matter when or lose. But yeah, it would be, it would, it would definitely be icing on the cake if I brought it home and, and let them, you know, wear it around town, and you know, let them show everybody, hey, my daddy's a world champ. You know, that would be awesome. Yeah, and it seems like you're getting like a little bit of that at least. Like I saw a post. I guess a couple months ago at this point where I think you were grabbing some pizza and like someone kind of spotted you and was like, oh, you're a bare knuckle fighter. And your kids are like, oh, dad, you're famous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, around where I live, I'm already known as the fighter anyway. Uh, I've been fighting for a long time. So everybody around, you know, a lot, a lot of people around where I'm, where I'm from, they know me. But uh, since I started this bare knuckle stuff, it's been like random it's been like random folks, you know, saying, like, oh, man, I seen you on TV. I seen, you know, you, you bet. You're like, hey, man, I love that stuff, you know. Uh, um, you know, it's just been, yeah, it's been it's been crazy, man. But, like, after that, they were like, yeah, that's official. You're famous. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I ain't there yet. But, you know, a couple more. We're going to be there. Yeah, it's just fun to see, man. And, I mean, I guess sort of in line with kind of what we're talking about. Like, as of this recording, BKFC has a card coming up in South Carolina. I mean, would it be of particular importance to you to get that ideal outcome here, win the title, and maybe even bring BKFC to North Carolina? Like, would that be of particular importance to you? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, all of it is, man. You know what I mean? Like, thinking about it, I could be the, you know, I don't know how many champs from North Carolina or whatever. I know, I know it ain't been none. You know that that's where I'm from. You know Johnson County. So I mean, uh, it, it definitely would be you know epic. You know to do it. You know to bring it home. But that's 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 one of them things too, man. You know that you just can't get lost in, man. And, and I can't like I can't just I can't think about all the pressure of what everybody else thinks or what everybody else. You know, at the end of the day, man, I'm doing this for me and my family, and and you know like. If I get lost in all the other stuff and think, and, and it's just more, it just adds more pressure to me and my mental state of mind when I'm about to step in there. So, like I said, I've just been trying to, you know, yeah, it's cool, all that, man. But, you know, I just got to stay focused 
and on me and him not worry about that. Man, I know for a fact in my mind and my heart that I can beat David Mundell. Um, I just gotta, I just gotta lock in and show everybody, show the world, and, and get it done. I mean, how I feel and and what everybody says don't really mean anything. The only thing that matters is 11-3 that night. Uh, and, you know, and me and him, who's ever the best on that night, and, and that's all that matters. So you know, that's what I'm just trying to keep my focus on. You know. Yeah, and I guess kind of going off of that. I mean, we've talked about like a bit of the banter heading into this, like some of the, you know, post-fight interviews you guys have had in the buildup. But I guess just in terms of like your analysis of David Mundell, like what are your thoughts on some of his better stylistic attributes as well as his overall BKFC resume? It seems like you look at him as a guy who, you know, is champ for a reason based on a previous interview I saw. Yeah, for sure. I mean, no, I, I mean, shit, I'd be a dumbass or I'd be stupid. To be sitting here like, oh, you know, he, he's not good or he doesn't pose a problem for me at all. I'd be a dummy to think like that. He poses a lot of problems. He, he is the champ for a reason. He's been on a he's been on an incredible win streak. I mean, five, six fight win streak, five fights, something like that. Incredible win streak. He's actually was able to to fight a couple names on that win streak, you know, couple couple guys that, you know, got some names for themselves or fought in the UFC or, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, the dude obviously poses a problem. If you look at his last two fights, you know, he's fucked them guys up. You know, he, he whooped Richmond ass and, and, and mashed him. And, and uh, Ricky, too, he slept him, you know. And uh, so, yeah, the dude, he poses a lot of problems. But when I'm looking at these fights, you know what I mean, I, I, obviously, you know, when I look at him and his physical stature and all that, and I look at myself and I look at, you know, my physical stature and, and how I fight and how I can fight, you know, I, I pose a lot of problems from him. You know, I think it's, it's going to be, you know, hard for him to, to reach me like he thinks it is. You know, I don't, like, I'm not Ricky. I'm not going to just stand in the center of the ring and, and, and try to square up with you and just, you know, try to let you know. I'm not doing that. Like, we're going to box and you're going to have to close the gap. And when you're closing that gap, you can't you can't run into something nasty. Everybody knows that I hit hard. Um, I got two knockouts in BKLC. I just flatlined one dude in the last fight. So I mean, obviously I'm not a, just a tall skinny guy. I can hit hard too. So I mean, he's gonna have to close the gap, you know. And and if he if he makes a mistake, you know, he could. It could get ugly, so I, mean, I, I pose a lot of problems for him. He poses a lot of problems for me, and I think it's just gonna be whoever can implement their game plan that night, and and and, and when it get the fight gets going, just who can be the dog. Uh, I think that's who's gonna be the winner, and, and you know, uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, just kind of interesting, like, the massive shift, at least, like, you know, stature-wise, like, going from, you know, fighting a guy like Blake Lacaz that's, like, so uniquely long and rangy, and then, you know, fighting a guy like Mundell, who's, I mean, at least comparatively, like, definitely more of a, you know, compact sort of opponent, different kind of, you know, reach dynamics and stuff like that. So, yeah, just kind of interesting how you're going from fighting, like, someone who had, like, one of the, like, rangier kind of approaches like a lankier kind of guy in the division and fighting a guy who I think you described him as a short little stump who hits hard so kind of interesting <laughs> right and he is and you know he's like five seven five eight you know what I mean he's short he's powerful he hits hard 
Um, yeah, and that's the beauty about this bare knuckles though too, man. And we, I think we talked about that last time. I think we touched on that a little bit last time. Uh, was how every fight is different, and you have to take it different. Like the last two fights I've had, I fought guys that didn't want to engage. You know, Baker Cat wanted to stay on the outside. I had to come forward, and you know, in, in my lifetime and in my fighting span, my my toughest fights. And if you ask any of my coaches, there's been my toughest fights has always been the guys that's that's taller or that's longer. If you look at my my uh, pro, if you look at my pro record or whatever, like the the tougher fights that I've had was the guys that was that was taller, where I had to be because I'm normally the guy that likes to sit on the outside and play the range game. So when I got when I have to be something else, you know, like the last two fights, I felt like I had to be the guy to go get it, which I did. I had to be that guy to, to go in and, and and you know close the gap in the range game because uh, Brian Jackson he didn't come. Like he didn't come. Like I think he was just trying to survive. I don't think he came to fight, so I had to go get him. And then Blake Lacaz wanted to sit behind his jab all night, so I had to go get him. So I feel like them two fights like tested me more. This fight is more in my range. Is more in my and in, in more in my. I would say like if I if I say if I had a fight that was more made for me, it would be me being the taller guy having to go against the shorter guy that has to that has to close the gap. So I think that people uh, get to see a little different side of Doug than they seen the last two times that I fought. Now the first time that I fought BKFC, it'll be more like that. It'll be it'll be more like the first time. It ain't gonna be the exact same because you know they're two different fighters and you know they got two different skill levels. But it'll be more so like the first fight that I had me using the jab, using the distance, making him close the gap, and you know running into something nasty. So. Yeah, it's, that's the that's the beauty about BKFC though, man. Like you, you gotta take everybody differently. Like you know, some guys is boxers, some guys is MMA guys, some guys is this. So like you can literally sit down and be like, well, it's not MMA, it's not boxing. So how can I approach this situation? How can I approach this? You know, and come at it. And you know, everybody has their weaknesses. Everybody has their strengths. And you know, it's just it's a beautiful thing, man. It's the that's what that's kind of what got me stuff on this BKFC thing is is really like the the it, because it's new and like you know it's, nobody's got it really figured out yet and you can you know it, it's it's interesting man it's 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 really uh it's really interesting yeah, and a lot of that is, you know, to your credit, like just the mindset and approach to the game. But I mean, I would think it also speaks to like the different looks and also the quality of work that you get at spaces like TFTC, Elite Martial Arts, Kai Tai Academy, etc. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of uh, a lot of that, you know, is uh, you know, is obviously that helps out a lot, you know, and um, but this camp has been no different. Uh, I've still been going to all four of them places. I've been going down to Brunson's, working with him. Um, Pickett's been coming up, working with me. Um, been going to uh, the Kata, working with some of the guys up there. You know, working on whether regardless if it's like strength and conditioning or if it's whatever. TFTC, uh, uh, two of the guys that uh, they're going down with me to fight, and then Carlos is going down with me. So like yeah, we've been implementing a lot of stuff on game plan there, and uh, I've actually uh, I've actually added two coaches. I've actually added two coaches to this camp, uh, helping me with strength and conditioning, helping me uh, prepare for 
um, you know, working on my boxing techniques and stuff like that. And um, so, like, yeah, I've, uh, I've I've been kind of spread out, but like, it's everything's been working good because it's it's like it's all been about me, you know, and everybody's been trying to help me. Like, they, everybody sees what type of opportunity I got. And I'm just thankful to, for all them guys that you name, you know, TLTC and, and uh, you know, Elite Martial Arts, Carlos and Daniel and, and the other Carlos. I'm thankful for them and thankful for all the guys that helped me put in uh, all the work, you know, so far and, and, and been helping me get ready for this thing. Yeah, I love hearing that. And also, I guess, just digging deeper into that because I know – Last time out to replicate the range and the long arms of Blake Lacaz, you were getting in a lot of good work with James Brown. I'm kind of wondering, like, is there a certain sparring partner you're working with in this camp that maybe has a similar, I guess, stature or approach to Mundell? Um, yeah, I got a couple. I got several, several southpaw guys I'm working with, um, and then I'm trying to get working with uh, Brunson. Me and Brunson has been working. He's been helping me. Like he's been all about helping me and trying to, you know, want me to pull this thing off. Um, Brunson, he doesn't really have the same stature as uh, as Mundell, but he's big. He's he's southpaw. He he throws loopy punches. He's really good in the clinch. Like really good clinch work. Um, Jamie Pickett, the same thing. He's kind of longer than uh, he's longer than Mundell, but he's southpaw. He's big, he's strong, um, he's athletic. Um, I got um, my boy Adrian um, Soto Perez. He's been uh, he, he moved to Durham, and um, you know I've been getting work with him. I, um, he's southpaw boxer and wrestler. He's a professional uh, boxer, professional MMA fighter. Um, he's like he's probably like the closest to Mundell's actual size. He's like five nine. And he's like really big, like 190, 5'9". So he's got like the big, got the big, you know, short, stocky thing going on. He's been helping me. Um, Trey, my boy Trey, uh, he's been helping me. He's southpaw, man. I, I didn't notice how many southpaws I had around me until I needed them. I was yeah. like, man, I need some southpaws in there, boo. I was like, oh, man, I got several southpaws to work with. So, yeah, I've actually had some decent southpaws to go with um, for, for Mundell and help me, you know, prepare for him. Yeah, I love hearing that, man, and <clears throat> just moreover, really appreciate appreciate you rather, you know, making the time to talk ahead of such a big fight. Just been, you know, such a cool rise to kind of follow along with with what you've been doing, and just yeah, great to have gotten to talk to you again. But in saying all of that, I'm curious, just in being mindful of your time, like I was saying before, like curious if maybe you have a final kind of parting thought to add as we're wrapping up here, man. Yeah, I just want to say thank you too, bro. You know. At the end of the day, man, you know, I appreciate you because, you know, uh, you and the interviews you put out and some of the other guys that's reached out to me, like, I, 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 I was surprised at how many people actually uh, tune in to listen, man. So I appreciate you and, and I appreciate you, um, you know, giving me the time and the opportunity to, uh, to put, you know, some words out for everybody to get to know the Coltrane a little better. No, I mean, I, mutual appreciation for sure. Like, I really appreciate you, you know, making the time to talk ahead of such a big fight, man. And just very excited to check out BKFC 53 on November 3rd there. And just, yeah, thanks so much for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio. And definitely looking forward to checking out this title fight with David Mundell. But until then, you have a good rest of your day, Doug. And yeah, I mean, thank you for the time. 
Yes, sir, man. I can't wait, man. Check it out. It's going down. You know, they, uh, they, they, the Redneck Mundell. The Redneck Mundell versus Doug Cole Red Cocaine, man. It's going to be exciting and uh, definitely bringing some fireworks. But uh, it'd be good. I can't wait to talk to you again, bro. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree on both accounts. Just, you know, the excitement of the fight and getting to talk to you again down the line for sure, man. But yeah, nope, super appreciate you coming on the show and just, yeah, have a good rest of your day, Doug. Thank you. Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. You too. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys.